Hello and welcome to the Self-Publishing Journeys Author Bootcamp episode number four. And today I'm going to be revealing the 10 things that you need to know about MailerLite. Now, MailerLite is an email marketing service, just like MailChimp. And I think it's fair to say that when you start out on your author career, you're probably going to need to make a choice between either MailerLite or MailChimp. Now, in the interests of transparency, I will tell you that MailerLite is the service that I use and the service that I prefer. But I can also tell you that when I'm working with corporate clients, I actually teach MailChimp because I know that most corporate clients are using MailChimp. It's the one that most people seem to use among small businesses. So really, I have a foot in both camps and they both do a perfectly good job. But there are some slightly more compelling reasons as to why you should probably look at starting with MailChimp or MailerLite, even though I personally favour MailerLite. And the first of those reasons, number one, is that they both have a free option. So MailerLite will allow you to use the service for free between one and 1,000 subscribers, which is about 1,000 less than MailChimp offers you. But you can send out 12,000 emails per month. So you can actually send out, if you had 1,000, well, 999 subscribers in MailerLite, you could send out an email a week to all of those subscribers and you wouldn't have to pay for it. And that's a pretty attractive starter option. Now, as with all things free, you get a more limited service But as your email list grows with MailerLite, I think that the upgrade packages, when you start to pay, I think they're cheaper than many other services. Now, MailChimp will give you 2,000 emails and 12,000 email sends per month. So that sounds more attractive. But one of the things I would caution when you're choosing your email marketing service is always to just take a look a couple of steps ahead. It might seem attractive when it's free, but frankly, when you get to your first 1,000 subscribers, you've kind of got the knack of it. You've got the knack of adding subscribers to your email list by that stage, and you won't have any problem from that point, it'll only be a matter of time before you get to two, three, four, five. You need to be looking ahead and saying, okay, when I hit 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, how much am I going to pay for those subscribers? So don't just be tempted by the freebie offers. Always just take a look at that payment structure. It might be hard to imagine having to pay for an email service right at the start when you're struggling to learn how to do it. But believe me, you'll get hang of it at some point, particularly if you immerse yourself in, in learning, in podcasts, and in writing books. And so therefore, you, you, you know, you need to be looking at what it's going to cost you in the longer term. So MailerLite is, is free up to a thousand subscribers. It's got limited support and limited options when it's free, but it's packed with features, even with the free option. It's amazing how many features MailerLite do give you. The cheapest package that they give you is actually one to 1,000 emails, but you pay for that. So that would be at $10 a month. So you can either go free, one subscriber to 1,000 subscribers, or you can pay $10 per month, which is what, that's about £7, I think, £7.50 maybe. And that covers you for one to 1,000 emails and you get all the features. So even if if you pay at that level, it's still incredibly cheap. By the way, there's a 30% discount if you pay annually for MailerLite. So a big incentive there to pay 12 months in one block. It really brings the price down. Now, I prefer MailerLite to MailChimp because MailerLite, I think, is cheaper as you build it up. I also think that MailerLite is newer 
to the market and therefore has a more graceful interface. So even though I use MailerLite a lot and I, I, I teach, Ma uh, not Mail MailerLite, MailChimp, even though I use MailChimp a lot and I teach it and I've even written a book about it, these days when I'm on the interface, I get lost. I can't find what I'm looking for, even though I know it's there. And I always liken that to being in a supermarket. When you go to the supermarket, maybe you know where the Rice Krispies are, but they keep moving around the shelves and you can't find the Rice Krispies that you were looking for. You know they're in there somewhere, but you can't find them. And that's my experience with MailChimp. And I think the reason for that is, is that when MailChimp launched, it's been on the scene a long time now, it was pretty well just an email marketing service. And as they built it, they've built it into more of a CRM, a customer relationship management tool. And so I think it's become a bit of a Frankenstein's monster that they've added bits on to the menus and things are tucked away and they're a bit hidden quite far down into the menus. And my belief is that MailChimp's a great service, but I actually think it would benefit now from a complete redesign of the interface rather than just tacking bits on here and there. They really ought to consider the whole user experience. And the advantage with MailerLite, of course, is that it is recent to market. It's extremely innovative. I'll be talking to you about that later. And I think it's a much more graceful interface, just really easy to find stuff on the MailerLite dashboard. So number two, let's take a look at the basic settings that you get with MailerLite. And everybody, whether you're free or not, you get a, a simple to use email building interface and even free accounts on MailerLite get five landing pages and one built-in website, which is pretty amazing. Now, let's talk about the email building interface first. The MailerLite gives this fantastic drag and drop kind of system where you can bring in uh, images, you can organize the images in different ways. So you can have a full width image or three little images running across the width of the page. Some sections are text. Uh, you can put video play sections. You can't actually play a video within an email, but you can make it look like a video. So when you click on it, it pops up to the, the link to the email, uh, the, to the video. And you could also have uh, social media buttons in there as well. So there's very, very many options within the email interface. And also, if you just want to send a, what we call a plain text, a basic HTML kind of Gmail email, which doesn't have anything fancy in it, you could do that as well with MailerLite. So, you know, the basics are all there. Now, let's take a look at these landing pages of this website. The website at the time of recording, this is a new feature. A landing page is the basic thing you need in your indie author career. So a landing page is literally a basic page. And I, I have two. I have one for thrillers and one for sci-fi. And it basically has a nice big picture of one of my book covers. It says, subscribe to my newsletter you know to receive offers and new release updates and things like that and then at the bottom I've got three little previews of my books and they can all link to the sales pages so as a very basic online presence for an author you kind of need to have a landing page which says what you do it shows your books and allows people to sign up to your email marketing list and the aim of this is to get lots and lots of subscribers on your list so that every time you send a brand new book out, you've got a lot of people on your email marketing list who are at least interested in a cursory way in what you're doing and will therefore hopefully buy some of your books when you email them. So you want to be building that list all the time. I call it um, on-demand customers. It's like turning a tap on. 
So whenever I write a new book, I can send out an email to my whatever it is, however many thousand people I've got on my thrillers list. And of course, not everybody's going to buy it on that list. But if some of the people buy it on my email marketing list, I make some sales for free. I don't have to pay for advertising to make those sales. And hopefully what you're trying to do over time is to build up an email list of people who love your work and will buy pretty well every book that you create. So you get five landing pages. You're not going to need five, to be honest with you. I mean, I write in three genres. So um, I've got one for thrillers, one for sci-fi, and I'm just about to build one for nonfiction. So I'm fairly prolific in terms of my genres and my writing, and I only need three landing pages. So you'd have to try pretty hard, I think, to use five. And then they also give you a free website. Now, uh, interestingly, MailChimp have started to do this too. I think the idea with this is that if you build your website on MailerLite or you build it on MailChimp, then it's going to make it pretty difficult for you to move <laughs> into uh, a brand new service provider. So I think what they're trying to do with that is they're trying to, to grab your, your loyalty and try and tie you into the service. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that because it allows you to build a free website you know, without having to pay anything, without any geekery, without any tech or anything like that, that, you know, that would be worth a lot of money if you paid for that. So I think that's a pretty good basic offer. Now, as I say, both those options, the landing pages, the free landing pages of the website are even available on MailerLite for free. And I think that's a pretty generous offer for free. It's not that long ago that you'd have had to pay, you know, some money to get that, even at a very basic, simple level. So I think that's a pretty generous free offer. Then we'll go into some of the other features that MailerLite has a little bit later on. But those are just a couple of the basics that I wanted to mention to you from the get-go. Okay, let's move on to point number three. And in this point, I'm talking about subscribers. MailerLite, I think, gives you excellent control over your subscribers. Now, a subscriber is a person who has given you, at the very least, their email address. They might have given you their first name or their last name, but at the very least, the subscriber has given you their email address and therefore given you permission to send them marketing emails. Now, when you got those emails, Let's look at my example. I write sci-fi, non-fiction, and thrillers. I don't want to be sending the same email out to all of those people because sci-fi readers aren't going to be interested in my thrillers. My thriller readers won't be interested in my sci-fi, and my non-fiction readers won't be interested or in either of them. Now, they might be interested, but they might not be interested in both of them. It's unlikely. And the reason that they subscribe to receive my updates is probably because they were interested initially in my thrillers, my sci-fi, or my fiction non-fiction. So you want to organize those emails into different buckets, if you want to call them that. They're called groups in MailerLite. You want to turn them into different groups so that, you know, my three groups would be thrillers, sci-fi, and non-fiction. So we can immediately email different groups with different information. Now, you've also got segments segments tend to determine or be determined by the behavior of your subscribers. So groups are like buckets where you say, okay, thrillers there, sci-fi there, non-fiction there. Whereas segments tend to determine or be determined by how people have behaved. So a segment might be, you might send an email to people who haven't opened one of your emails for a week, for a month, for a year, for six months. Or you might send an email to people who opened your last five emails. Or you might send an email to a segment that subscribed or have subscribed to your email list in the last month. Or a segment might be 
all the people on your list, your email marketing list, who have been on your list for over a year and maybe need some love, you know, to just uh, re-engage them with campaigns. So you've got segments and groups which help you to organize your subscribers. And you can do that very easily, by the way, in MailerLite. Now, the other thing that I really love in MailerLite, the subscriber handling tool, is the cleanup inactive option, which basically allows you to remove subscribers who haven't opened an email for six months or more. Now, we call those subscribers disengaged subscribers. Generally, if you're, if certainly when you're paying, if you're paying for people to be on your email marketing list, you generally want them to be opening your emails and reading them. It shows that at the very least, they are a half-interested prospect. They're, they're kind of loosely engaged with what you do. So the idea here is, is that if somebody hasn't opened one of your emails for six months, then maybe it's time to stop paying for them and to remove them. And it's a great thing. Uh, normally, you'd have to create a segment for that, and it's slightly more complicated. Whereas what MailerLite does is it just gives you a list of the people who haven't even bothered opening email for the last six months. Now, there are a couple of things about that before you jump in there and delete people you've been who haven't opened for six months. Number one is if you understand Outlook, if you've got Outlook, not the not the uh, web-based version, but the version that you have on your computer, usually at work, in Outlook, you can actually see a very substantial preview of an email as it comes into your inbox without actually having to open it. So they may actually be kind of half consuming your emails without actually clicking that open button. So just be aware of that. You might be cleaning up people who actually are kind of half reading your emails, but they're not sort of engaging in them just yet. The other thing is, is that often it's a good idea to have a re-engagement campaign for people who haven't opened your email. So they might have been on your emails for some time and maybe they're just getting fed up with your marketing. Sometimes you can put people who haven't engaged with your emails onto a list, uh, a separate list, a separate group if you want, um, so that they only receive emails maybe month, months a month. Perhaps they feel that you're sending too many emails and they've just become um, you know, fed up with uh, opening them and reading them. So you can do re-engagement. Be aware that people on that list may actually be half consuming your content without actually opening the email as well. So you just have to have some sort of providers and you might want to have a re-engagement campaign for those people before you do actually delete them. But it is a very good sort of indicator of, or it certainly groups the people who aren't proactively engaged with your campaigns. And if you are just looking maybe to keep it down keep your subscribers down from a paid threshold. Perhaps you're just about to go over 5,000 subscribers and that means you've got to pay a lot more. You might just want to prune your email list a little bit just to save going up into that next tier of costs just to get rid of a bit of dead wood. So um, those subscriber management options are great. Now, when it comes to MailerLite's campaigns, and this is item number four in my top 10, I love the campaign options. You can send out uh, regular emails or very formatted emails, as I've already said, but you can also send things that are called A-B split testing emails. And a feature I love in MailerLite, this is, I just love this, auto resend emails. Now, this is a huge pain in MailChimp. They don't make this easy, but in MailerLite, it was genius on their part to include this. Now, let me explain the concept behind this. When you send out a campaign or an email, you may think if you're new to marketing that that's just it. You send the email out, they either want to read it 
or they don't. So if they don't want to read it, you don't want to bother them. But actually, you should bother them. You absolutely should bother them to encourage them to get used to opening your emails. And, and people who are new to email marketing are often a little bit shy about this. But if you've got a new book out, you should remind people several times that the book is out on your email list because you want to make sales from it. You are paying to have them, or often you're paying to have them in your email marketing service anyway. So you know, really, you want them to be buying your books if they can. Now, clearly not everybody's going to buy your books, but the concept here is if I send out, say I'm launching a book on a Monday and I send that book, uh, I send that email out on Monday and maybe 50% of people open that email, but 50% don't. That's 50% who haven't seen that I've got a new book out. Now, you should always do what's called a resend to no opens, a resend to no opens. And this is what MailerLite calls an auto resend email, which is basically... It will allow you to resend the email to everybody who didn't open it the first time. Now, there are some provisos with this. We need to make sure that we're not doing it like the next day. Give them a couple of days to open the thing. <laughs> you know, give them give them time to draw breath. But you know, I usually reckon that somebody who's on top of their emails will generally, within a 24-hour period, I think it's reasonable to expect that they would check their emails in that period. So... Um, I would generally say if I do an auto resend email, I maybe send the first email on a Monday and the automatic resend I will do on the Wednesday because that gives people plenty of time to have looked at that email. The other thing you should do when you do one of these auto resend emails is you should always make sure that the subject line is different from the first subject line that went out. So if my first subject line on the Monday email is, hey, I've got a new book out. You don't want to just resend exactly the same subject headline. They didn't open it first time. So what makes you think they're going to open exactly the same thing second time? So come up with something different that will attract them to, to open your email. And you might use in the auto resends, maybe something a little bit more tempting, like you'll never guess what's in this email, dot, 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 something like that to tempt them to open it. Um, now, with MailerLite, when you do one of these auto resend emails, which I love, when you're creating a new email, you can either just send a regular campaign, which is where you send one email once, or you can send an auto resend email. And when you set that email up, you're allowed to put a second headline in for the resend email. And then you determine the time frame between when the first email goes out and when the second email goes out. And I would recommend, I'd recommend to you that you give it at least three days to give people plenty of time to open that auto resend email. So, you know, that that's just fantastic, I think. Um, you've got regular emails in there, of course. And I also mentioned A-B split testing emails too. Now, A-B split testing is something that you need to become familiar with when you're doing any kind of marketing online. Because when we do marketing, we start usually with a premise. You know, I think that this book cover is going to look great. That, that That's the one I like. But do your customers like it? You know, it's not about what you think because you're not buying your book. You're writing the thing. It's about what your customers think. And whatever you think, you might be wrong. Your customers will tell you if you're wrong. So you might say, you know, that book cover's got to be red. And then somebody comes up with a blue one and the blue one does better. And for your money, the red one might have been better. Yeah, but you're not buying the book. Okay, you're the author. So we've always got to put ourselves in the customer's shoes, regardless of what you think, regardless of whether you think the customer made the right choice or not. They are the ones who make the choice. They're the ones who are spending the money. So when you A, B split test, you say, okay, I want to test uh, maybe cover A with cover B. Or in the case of emails, I want to test this headline for the email with this headline and see which one gets people to open more. So in an email scenario, 
you can test the from name. So when you send uh, an email, you'll have seen this in your own email inbox. Sometimes you might get the from name, say from Paul Teague, or you might get an email from help desk. And you might think, well, help desk feels a bit impersonal, doesn't it? And how can a help desk send me an email? Whereas Paul Teague sounds a bit friendlier. So you can, you can test that what, what appears as the from who sent it. And I, what I would t- tell you, you should test this, of course, using the AB tester, but I would generally say put a name on there rather than a company. You know, get people to know a name because people do business with people they know, like, and trust. It's better to be doing business with people rather than faceless corporates. So I'd always recommend putting a name in there. The other things you can AB split test is the email subject line and the email content to see which does better. So you might say to yourself, look, we're not getting very good reaction to our emails. And and maybe you do war and peace every week with an email. You know, it's like thousand words long. Okay, let's try something different. I'm going to do a thousand word long email as one of my split tests. That's going to be my A test. And my B test is going to be an email that's no longer than 250 words long. We're going to compare a long email with a short email and see which one does better. What MailerLite does is it will, you, you could, you could change the numbers, but generally you send maybe, um, email A goes to 20% of your email subscribers. Email B goes to another 20% of your email subscribers. You then define a period to give people time to open that email. That should always be at least 24 hours, I would suggest, to give you know, that 24-hour opening period, maybe even as much as two days. And what MailerLite then does is say, okay, well, how many people opened A? How many people opened B? And which is the winner? And then it sends the remaining 60% automatically using the winning item a or b whichever it was because it knows by that stage which is going to get the better response and you should a b split test everything that's involved in marketing in your business so book covers um, advertising copy advertising images everything matters in the marketing process and you should get used to it and you should use a b split testing you know particularly on a, a really important campaign when you're making sales you, know, you want to know that the campaign's working as well as possible. So test, 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 and test again to try and always be, be improving um, your results. It's a really important thing to do. Okay, so um, auto resend and A-B split testing, things that I love in campaigns. Let's move on to item number five then. And this is another genius idea for the MailerLite team. I love this. And it's really great for somebody like me who writes in three genres. It's called campaign-based content. This was genius. So I've got three sets of readers. I've got nonfiction, thriller, and sci-fi readers. And what I try to do when I'm being good, I try and create a monthly author update newsletter. But clearly, if I'm talking about my sci-fi and you like thrillers, you're not going to really want to read about my sci-fi. And similarly, if you come to me to find out about nonfiction books, you're not going to be interested in my, you know, aliens invade the earth kind of um, stories, are you? So the idea with this is that I can create one email. So at the beginning, it might have my general news on, you know, what I've been up to as an author this month at the top. And everybody, my sci-fi thriller and non-fiction readers get to see that block. And then the second two items in that email might be genre specific items. So for thrillers, it might be, this is my latest book and this is my latest offer for a book. Same with sci-fi, latest book I've written and latest offer and with non-fiction, the same thing. So it's a content block 
that you can control and say, I only want people who are on my thriller list. I only want people on my sci-fi list. I only want people who are on my non-fiction list. They are the only people who will see that line or that content in the email. And this is so powerful because it saves you you doing the work three times. If you're in a position like I am, it lets you show the right content to the right people, which means they're going to be more engaged because they're not seeing things they're not interested in. And then below that sort of customizable row, I might then have a, another generic one that, that all three groups see, which is, you know, connect with me on social media, uh, click these links and I'll see you on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook, because it applies to all three genres. So you've got complete campaign level control. It's so easy to do. You just click, I think it's a little, a little eye icon, if I remember rightly, and you just say which of your groups in your email subscribers that you want to see that content. And it works amazingly well. But I think that was just a brilliant idea, particularly if you write in more than one genre or you're emailing more than one group and they need specific content. Item number six then is form creation in MailerLite. And uh, I really, again, you know, this is why I use MailerLite. I'm a big fan because they do. The thing I love about MailerLite is, um, you know, MailChimp's perfectly all right and they give you a lot of stuff, but actually MailerLite to me is the marketer's tool of choice. There are so many things there that they do that show they know about marketing as well as email marketing. Uh, some really good marketing principles built into what they do. And that's why I love it so much. So with um, MailerLite, you can make pop-up forms and you've got a great selection of kind of ready-made marketing templates. Now, my problem with MailChimp pop-up forms is that, frankly, they're, they're rubbish. You get them for free, but they're useless. They, they, a pop-up form is basically when you go onto a web page and this form pops up and says, you know, join my newsletter. And the MailChimp ones, I think they pop, it's something ridiculous. They pop up in something like one, two and five seconds. It's something like that. And you've got no control over them. These blasted things pop up every time. And I remember our local newspaper used MailChimp. And on a local newspaper, you're kind of going to the website lots of times because there are news stories on it. Every time I went to the site, this blasted pop-up would come up and I used to rant at it saying, you know, you need to learn about marketing because all you're doing is annoying me as a customer with this constant pop-up. Now, I use a service or I have used a service uh, called Thrive Themes. Now, Thrive Themes is a third-party marketing tool which allows me to do these lovely pop-ups, but in a clever way. So you should have pop-ups on your website, but clearly if people keep coming to your website and they see it every time, that's not a good user experience. So I have pop-ups on my website that have either time delays or they're what's called um, an exit pop-up, which means that when you're, you could look at the website, you could read my blog, but the minute you go to move your cursor up to click the, the X in the tab to close the tab down, the pop-up then pops up on the page. And, and the thinking behind that is it's like uh, a customer coming into your physical store and they're just about to walk out the door and you say, hang on a minute, is there something I can help you? That's the online equivalent of that, making sure you don't... Uh, lose a customer before you've engaged or had a conversation with them in some way. And this is the online equivalent of doing that. So the great thing, so I, I've had Thrive Themes to do that because it allows me to put delays in it, allows me to have the form coming from the top or the bottom or the right or the left of the page. I can put a delay on, I can have it when people exit the page. I, I've got complete control over it. And Mail, Mail, MailChimp gives you no or useless control uh, over those pop-ups. But 
This is why I say Mail and I seem to know all about marketing because they've got all the lovely controls on there that I've been paying extra to get from Thrive Themes. So they've got uh, customizable time delays. They've got what's called scrolling on a web page, which is where you scroll a certain of the way, you know, when you're scrolling down a page and you get maybe 75% of the way down. And then this pop-up comes and says, do you want to join our email marketing list? And you've also got what we call exit intent. And exit intent is when you're, as I said previously, when you're going to, you're moving your cursor, it senses you're moving your cursor and you're about to click the X and it, detects that and then it shows you the pop-up just before you can leave the web page so MailerLite gives you that which is just amazing uh, as, as as a freebie and you don't get that in in MailChimp so that's proper marketing that is being able to control that stuff now with their forms you get embedded forms pop-up forms and promotion forms I mean that is such a suite of marketing tools way better than what MailChimp give you. And those forms are pre-designed. They've got little counterclocks in them, all sorts of cool marketing devices. As I said, I pay Thrive Themes for this. I, I buy a particular product from Thrive Themes called Thrive Leads. And although MailerLite didn't offer all of this when I started using it, uh, in preparing for this presentation, having a real good dig into those menus now, they are doing some wonderful stuff on MailerLite now. It really is, you know, a great value marketing tool, which is why I'm so effusive about recommending it to you. Okay, number seven then, automations. This is another thing I love, and you can tell, I think if you compare my presentation with MailChimp, I think my attitude with MailChimp is, yeah, you know, it's good, it's robust, it's a great tool, um, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um, but it doesn't fire me in the same way that MailerLite does. You know, MailerLite really fires me because um, it's so innovative. They're changing stuff all the time and they're, they're really on top of the marketing, I think, with MailerLite. And that's why, you know, I have no hesitation in recommending it to you. And automations are just another thing of great beauty. Now, interesting, I've been doing this for a long time. And in the olden days with MailChimp, you used to have to pay for automations on MailChimp. Now, an automation, I, I call it onboarding, an automation is maybe I sign up for your, I don't know, a free sample of your book, for instance. And normally, without automation, I'd put my name and email address into your form, I'd click submit, and then you'd send me an email saying, thanks for subscribing, here's that free sample of a book that I promised you. And that would be it. And if you followed up with me sending me emails in future, you would have to do those manually. Now, with automations, you can create whole patterns of automated emails um, in advance. So certainly when I, I used to use an old email service, I used a service called GetResponse when I was internet marketing. And I had about, about half a year's worth of automated emails on there. That doesn't mean you get one every day for the next half year because you just you set up gaps between the emails. But automations are incredible because they allow you to do what I call onboarding a new prospect when they subscribe to your newsletter. And onboarding is really just like, um, you know, orientation uh, when you start a brand new job. It's like showing you around, getting used to the, the basic ropes. So if you think if I if I send you a sample of my new book, you know, 10 percent sample of my new book. Um, so you sign up to my form, you click submit, you get the first email. Here's the sample of the book. And then with an automation, I can set it up so that three days later, you get another email saying, hope you're enjoying the book. By the way, if you, you want to carry on reading, it's on special offer here. And you put maybe a, a, a call to action that's promoting a, not a special offer on your book. And then a couple of days later, you maybe say, um, I hope you're enjoying the book. Um, if you're interested in finding out what I'm up to, 
connect with me on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and wherever you are. And then you might, a week later, send another automated email that says, did you know that that's just the first part in a series? You know, here's books two, three, and four, and you can get those in a box set at this special offer price. So basically, you've got a whole rack of pre-written emails there, and you can set them up to send them, you know, two days, three days, seven days, two weeks, at time intervals of your choosing. And those time intervals are based upon when the prospect originally signed up for that first email, which means that you've got this wonderful 24-7 automated marketing machine. Absolutely fantastic. And it and I love the way MailerLite does it, you know, because you could I, I I I use automation in all sorts of ways. But you can even say you know, for instance, I, I, in what I do in my list is I've told you already that I have thrillers and sci-fi readers and I have, when they come onto my thriller list and my sci-fi list, they get all the promotions to the various books I've done in those genres. But when they reach the end of the automations, they get an email that says, um, did you know I write sci-fi or did you know I write thrillers, depending on which list they're in? Are you interested in getting my general author updates? If so, click here. And I can set it up so that they go onto a a, a hybrid author list which is just general author updates and do you remember I went I go back to that uh, campaign based content in item five and if they're on both of those lists that means they would see both my content about sci-fi and my content about thrillers which gives me more opportunities to sell to the same readers now when you've been doing marketing online as long as I have I mean this is really exciting stuff and you can get a lot of this stuff for free in MailerLite, if you just pay $10 a month, you, you know, you get everything, absolutely everything with MailerLite. So this is why I'm so enthusiastic about it. It really makes the job of marketing intelligent and it really sort of helps you to do it in a, in a great way, I think. It encourages you to be a good marketer when you use MailerLite. Item number eight then, MailerLite integrates through something called an API. And a APIs, without getting over technical with it, an API allows you to do cool stuff with MailerLite using third-party systems. So I, I mentioned earlier that I use Thrive Themes and Thrive Themes allows me to do really sort of cool stuff with my email marketing. And I link Thrive Themes via this API, this secure connection to MailerLite. And it means that the two things talk to each other. They can work with each other. Now, I, I use the API on MailerLite in a couple of things in my business. So I use it with something called Zapier. And Zapier is a service which allows you, again, to do slightly advanced but super cool marketing things. I use it with MailMunch, and MailMunch is a great way of creating really nifty-looking marketing email uh, subscription forms on your site, and it's it's free. The basic service is free. It's always worth a look when you're getting started with this app, MailMunch. So um, if people look at Thrive Themes, they say, well, that's good. I usually say to them, look, if you're a beginner, you're probably better starting with MailMunch because it's, it's like a simpler version of Thrive Themes. So MailMunch connects to MailerLite using this secure API, which is like a, a secure password. It lets the two pieces of software speak to each other or connect with each other in a very secure way. You will use the MailerLite API with BookFunnel. If you use BookFunnel, I talked about that in a previous episode of these boot camps. It's very good to use the API with Facebook if you're using Facebook to uh, gather email marketing leads rather than sell. Uh, you could use it with Prolific Works and many, many others. So in very simple terms, 
MailerLite plays nicely with others. You can connect it with third-party software so that it works seamlessly. Now, the alternative to using APIs is having to get all your subscribers in a spreadsheet and then import the spreadsheet into MailerLite. Now, this is the 21st century, guys. We do not do stuff manually in the 21st century. We use APIs, we use cool connections like Zapier, and we let all of this stuff work for us automatically in the background. An API lets you do that. MailerLite has loads of API connections. I would expect them to do that because they know all about marketing and the best marketing tools have an API and let you connect securely to other third-party softwares. Okay, so let's look at other things that I like. We're on to item number nine now with MailerLite. And these are things that I, I like that MailerLite offers you. So in MailerLite, everything can be saved as a template that saves you repeating the same tasks time and time and again. It helps us to manage our time. You can link your own domains with your websites and landing pages. And the advantage of that means that you can't tell that they're then hosted by MailerLite. So for instance, if I have a landing page on MailerLite, and I, by the way, I use this in my own business. I have um, what we call redirection links so that uh, you, you don't sort of get the ugly MailerLite landing page. So I can't remember what the links are, but your landing page might be something like MailerLite.com forward slash Paul Teague landing page. That's what it might be um, by default. But when you connect your own domain name, you could have the domain name, one that you own, something like PaulTeagueThrillers.com. And when people go to that domain name, it redirects to your um, MailerLite page, but it still looks like it's on your domain name. And that's what we mean by that domain linking. And that's a nice thing to do for branding. Um, slightly, let's say slightly geeky, minor geek, but MailerLite will talk you through it. There's plenty of support there, but it's a nicer, neater, more professional way of linking those free websites and landing pages so that customers can't tell that it's MailerLite who hosts them. Now, Remember, those websites and landing pages are saving you the costs of hosting, which could be, you know, usually, well, £30 to £100 a year, maybe even more. So, you know, it's quite a good uh, thing to offer. The other things you can do on MailerLite is you can upload your images and your files securely. Uh, which means that you don't have to have another a website to do that. So normally, if you wanted to upload a PDF file, say, that you might want to share, normally you'd have to upload that to a server. Um, if you're not technical, your eyes would have glazed over already when I say that. So with MailerLite, you don't have to worry about that. You just upload it to MailerLite. You get the link off MailerLite, and it saves you all that technical hassle. So you could upload your files to MailerLite and keep them there. When you get your emails, this is another thing I really like on MailerLite. Fascinating. When you send out those marketing emails, you get click maps on MailerLite, which shows you exactly where people are clicking on your email. So what that does is it's business intelligence. You can see, oh, that picture, everybody was clicking on that picture. Everybody clicked on that cover. You can see where people are clicking on your email. So you can see the most successful elements of an individual email. You get those click maps on every email that you send out through MailerLite, which is extremely useful. The other thing that you get is multiple users on your account. Now, in fairness, MailChimp always also does this. But why you want multiple users on your account is you might have a VA, for instance, a virtual assistant, who you want to have limited access to the account. You want them to be able to write and send out emails, but maybe you don't want them to be able to access the the billing information. They can't close the account or anything like that. So you can have multiple users on your account, but you could 
let them use the account at different levels. So they can't, for instance, delete the account or do anything related to billing. You can limit their access. And MailChimp also does that too. MailChimp's billing is extremely clear. I think one of the recent changes in MailerLite is that the actual the, the billing is actually unclear. And I know that I was using it in, in corporate use fairly recently, and we would get this bizarre bill, which was our predicted. Uh, it wasn't that wasn't the word they used, but it was like a predicted bill for the month. And you thought, well, how much am I getting billed? How much are you actually going to bill me? That's all I want to know, not what you think I might get billed. And I used to find that a bit bizarre. So MailChimp is like set price every month, regular as clockwork. I know exactly what I'm paying. So I do like that regular and reliable billing. And then finally, I mean, there are many more things in MailerLite. I'm really just giving you a sampler of them today. But MailerLite also has an affiliate scheme. Um, and it's a good affiliate scheme too, which means that you can make money by recommending MailerLite at no additional cost to your referrals. I'm going to be recommending MailerLite to you using an affiliate link at the end of this presentation. What it means to you is that you can buy MailerLite at the same price as you would be buying it at any other time. But for me as the recommender, it gives me a kickback if you want. It gives me a, a bonus uh, that MailerLite pay me for referring you. And that in turn helps to fund my business, you know, the time that it takes me and the, the costs for hosting what I'm doing here in this recording. It helps me to make money from that referral. So affiliate market is a good thing for you to do, even if you're an author, because it helps you to um, earn it extra if you want invisible income from work that you don't have to do, but it doesn't cost your clients anything extra. They get it at the same price as they would have done. It's a nice way for them to be able to support you without them having to dig into their pocket. Okay, finally then, we're on to item number 10. And MailerLite offers several benefits for more advanced email senders. So um, if you're if you're a bigger business, if you're making decent money from your author business, it doesn't have to be an author business. It could be anything, obviously, um, for MailerLite. You don't have to be an author to use MailerLite. There are some nice benefits in, I think, if you're uh, just generating a bit more income in your business. So, for instance, you can get a paid for what's called a dedicated IP option. Now, internet marketing is a complicated business. I know because I've been doing it for years. And I even, when I was working with my coder on my Facebook software, I even set up my own server to send emails from my own service. I had so many emails. I was trying to look at cost reduction measures. And let me tell you, Sending out emails is an intricate uh, business and you need to know exactly what you're doing. And I soon gave up, by the way, on that as a, as a bad job. It's not a good idea to send out your own emails off your own server. You want to pay somebody like MailerLite to do it. Now, MailerLite um, allows you to have what's called a dedicated IP option, which basically gives you more control over your sender reputation and therefore means that more, well, so long as you play the rules by the rules, it means that it will improve the deliverability of your emails. Now, when you use a basic account with MailerLite, you are, you are using servers, MailerLite servers, which you share with other people. Now, since I've been using MailerLite and since it was in existence, I'm only aware of one big problem that MailerLite had. And that was, and, and, and forgive me, I don't get the details quite right, but I believe that one of their servers was blacklisted, which meant that some emails were not getting delivered. Now, a blacklisting um, of an IP address is bad news in email marketing terms. It basically means you've been flagged as spam. And so therefore, the internet service providers, you know, they, they're making sure that those emails go into the spam folder rather than get delivered. Now, you do not want that to happen with email marketing. Now, in Mail MailerLite's defense, they communicated that issue, they explained how they were dealing with it, and they rectified that issue. It is it is, to be honest with you, a hazard, an occupational hazard of email marketing. 
and they were on it and they solved it. But the way that you can mitigate those circumstances is paying extra for a dedicated IP option. And if you let MailerLite take the strain of that IP, it's, I can tell you it'll save you a lot of hassle. Don't ever set up your own server, not unless you're Coca-Cola and you're rich and you've got people who can look at this because it's a real headache, I'm telling you. Uh, don't do it yourself. This is a kind of hybrid version of that where you don't get the pain of doing it yourself. You don't sort of get the occasional hazards of shared servers with other other email marketers because you all kind of tend to get the same reputation if you're sending from that shared IP address. If you get your own IP address, a dedicated IP address, you can then control your own reputation. And in turn, that can improve the deliverability of your email. So this is a advanced email sender option. But it's not hugely expensive, and you compare it with the hassle of running your own server. It's not a huge business expense. So uh, I would recommend that. And you could also, by the way, pay extra if you want to get unlimited landing pages and websites. And I mean, I don't know whether you'd want that for yourself, but I guess you could set those up for clients and charge for them. Uh, I don't know whether there's anything in the terms and conditions that says you can't, but I was trying to work out why would I want unlimited landing pages and websites? Well, I'd want that if I was setting selling those as a service to other authors. So presumably it allows you to do that. But in very simple terms, you know, why do I love MailerLite over MailChimp? Nothing wrong with MailChimp, absolutely nothing wrong with MailChimp at all. But I love MailerLite proactively because it is such an innovative service. They're always adding new stuff and not in a pointless way where you think, oh, look, they've just moved everything around and I can't find what I want anymore and they've changed everything and I really don't like it. Why did you do that? They don't do that. They're only adding stuff that moves us forwards, that makes the service cooler, that makes it a better marketing tool. It always improves the service. And I love businesses that innovate in that way. I also got more respect for Mail and I when they did have that server problem, because when, you know, if, if you've been in business, people make mistakes, things go wrong sometimes. And what I'm always looking for is, you know, people can make mistakes, that's fine. I always look at how they handle those mistakes. And I, in my opinion, Mail and I handled that problem in a, in a good way and that they communicated what was going on. They told us how they were fixing it and they fixed it. That's really all you could expect from people, because as we all know, sometimes things go wrong. So MailerLite is the email marketing service I would recommend to you if you are a new author, uh, never done this before at all, and even if you're an experienced author and you're looking around, and if you're not an author at all, still use MailerLite. You know, if I was an internet marketer still, MailerLite is a service I would want to use. It, and I've used a lot of services. I've used, I tried ConvertKit, I've used Aweber, I've used GetResponse. I do like Aweber, I do like GetResponse. Um, you know, I like them for different reasons. But MailerLite is my tool of choice and has been for the last uh, couple of years. It's a really great email service. So uh, the link, my affiliate link for that, as I say, it doesn't cost you any more, but I just get a small commission if you buy through that link. If you go to self-publishing-journeys.com forward slash ML, ML capital letters, ML for MailerLite, obviously, that will take you to the MailerLite page. And if you go on to buy MailerLite service through that link, I will take a small commission on that. If you don't want to use that uh, affiliate link, then just go to MailerLite.com and uh, I won't take an affiliate commission from that. Either way, you'll pay the same price. I hope that's been useful. In summary, MailChimp's fine. MailerLite's great. My recommendation, use MailerLite for your email marketing service. Thanks very much for listening. I hope that was useful and I'll have another one of these boot camps for you next week.